It's a very happy Thanksgiving for fans of cryptocurrency as Bitcoin is almost back to its all-time high. Even altcoins have come alive and the bull has been unleashified. Ethereum 2.0 is finally coming on December 1st. Bitcoin appears to be decoupling from gold and Rand Nooner of CNBC is launching the world's first 24-7 crypto call-in station. Even Her Majesty hasn't expressed an interest in blockchain. For those of you just hopping on the crypto train, we welcome you to the Republic of Bad Cryptopia, where we bring you the latest news and interviews from the crypto world with a healthy helping of bad dad jokes. And this is our bad news episode number 464 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, And whether you are new to the crypto space or you are an old timer, <laughs> we we like you old timers here at the Bad Crypto Podcast. I'm old Sir Lord Joel. I remember, sir, I remember when Bitcoin wasn't even on any exchanges. <laughs> uh, and I remember when I used to have 55 Bitcoins before I lost them. You know, when you bring that up, you hurt your own feelings. It's true. <laughs> and we're glad you're all here in the Republic of Bad Cryptopia. This is our bad news episode. Not that the news is bad. We're bad. Lots of bad dad jokes coming your way. We They're so bad, we don't even know that they're coming. We write them on the fly. We do not have a comedy writer. And it shows. <laughs> it's clear. We do not. We should probably look into hiring one. Now, one thing I want to say, folks, as we start this episode is the holidays are here. I don't know about you, but I have people saying, hey, Travis, you're doing that crypto stuff. What's this all about? I want to know about the cryptos. How does it work? I know Joel was just talking about, we were having a conversation. He had like an hour and a half conversation with a family member. What's mm-hmm. this Bitcoin stuff? So here's what we did, folks. We want to make this easy for you and your family. We put together a playlist specifically to teach people about the whole cryptos. And so you can go to badco.in forward slash basics b-a-s-i-c-s and go check it out we have episode 210 in there which is really the best i think episode for newbies to hear about it to start to understand why and what and where and how and other things and when and and so check that out i think that'll be helpful for you as you try to explain to your your friends and family this thanksgiving that you're isolated from you can maybe send them a quick Zoom link and talk about it. It was one of my bros-in-law that uh, that called me, and you know he's around my age, and he um, he received Bitcoin from his son in exchange for like a car that you know he bought from him, and he had it in Coinbase, and he's like, you know, what what do I do with it? How do I get it out of here? How do I sell? Blah blah blah. And I say, well, are you planning on holding it, or are you planning on selling? He's like, I think I want to hold it. I said, then we need to get it off Coinbase, and this is the lesson to all y'all: do not keep your cryptos on your exchanges. I had another family member get hacked, lose an entire Bitcoin on. Coinbase and I walked him through downloading the Exodus wallet on his phone and setting up his, you know, his keys and his secret phrase and all that. Now his Bitcoin is all safe and secure and cannot be hacked from his Coinbase account. So we need we need to teach people because you don't want them to have their first experience to be all crap. I lost all my Bitcoin. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got job. I want to give a quick shout out to one of our sponsors. And we're also advisors for the folks at Electronium. These guys have gained widespread adoption by providing a mobile first payment solution to the world's unbanked, attracting more than 4 million users around the world in less than three years. It's one of the most usable cryptos as it's enabled users to top up their phones in over 140 countries. And, and they've launched a new freelance marketplace. We told you about it last week, anytask.com. It's providing thousands of freelancers the opportunity to sell their services to buyers globally without the need of a bank account. You guys need to go check it out. Go to anytask.com. Thanks to everybody that signed up for the offer for the $25 in Anytask. It's closed as of today. And so there might be more promotions in the future for Minitask, but just let you know if you uh, missed out on this first one, sorry, stay tuned to the show. There's more promotions coming. Anytask.com is the place to go to check out this uh, Electronium project. Mm, what a great domain name. Yeah. You get all your tasks done there, especially digital tasks, right? You get some graphic design stuff needed or some coding or all kinds of stuff can be done. Maybe you need a PowerPoint presentation created or anything. It's good stuff. Any task at all. It's true. Hey, Trav, you remember back in September of 2017, Bitcoin was around $4,000 and we, we were seeing it start to move. And I don't remember which of us came up with the idea for doing a parody song about it. But one of us said, oh, man, you know, the the NSYNC song, Bye, 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 Baby, Bye, Bye, Bye. What if we wrote, you know, our own lyrics to it and in horribly sang along to it and released it at bye 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 b-u-y mm -hmm. i remember we were driving back uh in your mustang back from aspen the aspen institute there right. was there was an event uh there for i don't remember which project nexus, nexus. yeah it was nexus earth yeah we met ron paul and and jesse ventura and, and it's where we interviewed max kaiser for the first time yeah max kaiser we and we ran into g edward griffin it's and, uh also uh, patrick, patrick burn yeah patrick burn uh it was it was awesome an awesome event and when we when we came up with that song we were driving back on september 24th i believe it was and i looked at the price bitcoin was three thousand six hundred dollars three thousand six hundred and fifty bucks something like that and Shortly after we released the song, the whole industry paid attention to it. It was a big, huge hit, and everybody bought Bitcoin. It went all the way up to $20,000, and it's all because of this song. And this is Casey Kasem with America's Top 40. Back in September of 2017, Bitcoin was at $4,100. And these boys from the Bad Crypto Podcast came on the scene with this chart buster. It's bye, bye, bye. Bye, 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 bye. Bye, bye. Heard about Bitcoin tonight I'm not sure if I got it right Should I buy? Well, I just might Bitcoin days, come on I wanna make money Maybe this could be for me I guess we'll just have to see Hope I can make some I heard it on the bad crypto I don't think they lie see some profits or should I buy, 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 buy. don't want to be left out no more, 
because I'm really tired of being poor. It sounds risky, but I've got to try Bitcoin. Bye, bye, bye. Learning crypto's kind of tough, but the US dollar's really had enough. My wife may leave me and I just might cry, but I'll bye, bye, bye. I think this work needs proof The open ledger shows the truth Show me some consensus Will blockchain come on? Now I can look and see With a little transaction fee The coin is finally in my wallet I got some I hope it goes up more and more Way up to the sky I'm counting up the crypto score Time to buy, buy, buy Bitcoin and Ethereum It's my new addiction and I'm having fun I'm obsessed with this and I am not shy I like to buy, buy, buy Maybe I'll get Litecoin too It's a great investment, I should hope it's true I can't stop now cause I've got to try I wanna buy, buy, buy I'm up all night, I'm in too deep I think crypto is the reason that I just can't sleep Always selling high and buying low You gotta buy the dip when you're in crypto Holy cow, the market's down Where's my money gone? I might just lose my mind I'm on the hobble anyway In time the market will be back, hooray! I'll be patient, but I'll just might sigh, baby, bye, 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 bye. Look, the price is going down. I really do not like it. It just makes me frown. With a great big sigh, gonna bye, 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 bye. Now the market's bouncing back. I just made a great big stack. I'm so happy. It's an all-time high. Love to bye, bye, bye. bye. <laughs> That was bad. That was truly bad. Wow. All right. Now that we've gotten the entertainment portion of the show out of the way, if you can call it that, we're going to go to our friends at CoinGecko.com, refreshify, and give you a timestamp of 12.49 p.m. Mountain Time on 11.25.2020. The overall crypto market cap, $581 billion marching back to its all-time high of over 800 billion. Bitcoin currently sitting under 19,000 at 18,982. Ethereum dipped back below 600 to 587. XRP, one of the huge winners for the week, 67 cents. Tether, 0.99 and a half cents. Bitcoin Cash, $334. Chainlink, $15.08. Litecoin, $86.36. Cardano, $16.5. Polkadot, $5.52. And rounding out the top 10, Binance Coin, $32.53. And I got to say, Mr. Travis Wright, it has been a while since we've seen Stellar even approach the top 10 again. It's sitting at number 11, the biggest winner for mm. the week, up 146% at 21 cents. Mm. It's it's amazing to me. It's 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 almost like people like you haven't been in crypto for a while and we're like, hey, I wonder what my crypto is like. And I'm like, oh my God, all of my stellar is up 146%. 
this week. Unbelievable. Actually, I met one of the uh, original employees of Stellar today here in Ukraine, which was really cool. Pavel will actually Stellar meaning. Yeah, maybe have him on on a future show. Horizon, the Zen token, up 133. Folks, these are ridiculous numbers, okay? This is seriously 2017, 2018 kind of stuff. Uh, XRP, you know, Ripple, that that, that coin that's been ha- hanging around the same price forever. Yeah, up 124% this week. Verge up 88%. This is like 2017 naming these cryptos. The status token up 78%. Nano up 76%. Cardano up 52%. Waves up 48%. VeChain up 47%. Quantum, QTUM up 45%. The OMG network, remember them? Yeah, 43%. NEM, 42%. Sia coin up 42%. It's like these old tokens. IOTA up 38%. Like, what is the deal? Tron up 37%. Wow. They call this altcoin season. I guess so. Uh, you know, as Bitcoin goes up and Ethereum is going up, a lot of these tokens are, are pegged to, you know, based on mm-hmm. Ethereum. Many of them aren't. But regardless, uh, rising tide does lift many boats in crypto. And one of the things that, you know, we're seeing is more and more coverage in mainstream. And according to this article on Cointelegraph.com, the most widely read crypto publication in the world, Bitcoin has hit the homepage of the Wall Street Journal. Very front page, they covered the rise of Bitcoin. And if you'll remember, the hype around Bitcoin last bull run started when it passed like $5,000 and then it shot up to 20. Um, Bitcoin has not hit the news cycle really until the past couple weeks. It's just starting. Yeah, and I I would say that most likely that's because, you know, we just had an election and there's all this election shenanigans and the, the, the debate back and forth of what's going on. So Bitcoin isn't something that, that, they're, that they're talking about currently. But you know what? I have a feeling they will. Was that election shenanigans? Is that- Ele- election shenanigans. Yeah, it was really crazy. But yeah, it finally hit the front page of the Wall Street Journal. People, people are talking about this thing. This is a, Bitcoin's had an 80 percent rally. Uh, you know, even more so than that, or this is here recently. But if we talk about what happened since it's all time or it's low in March, that thing is what five X, six X almost. It's crazy. Well, in, in when I was speaking with my family member last night, I was talking about how much money the federal reserve has put into the economy here, mm-hmm. you know, in the last year. And, in in January, uh, you know, of the year, they had already pumped what a couple trillion dollars or so. I don't even know the numbers. I just know they're ridiculous. And I was explaining that you know, fiat currency is inflationary. They just print more, and the value of what you got goes down. And then I said, there's only 21 million Bitcoin ever. You can't. Pr- there's no Bitcoin presses that can go burr in. Mm-hmm. Print- 18 and a half million are in circulation. The rest of the two and a half million are slowly coming into circulation and are going to take a hundred years before that last Bitcoin is here. This is it. This is all there is. That is true. And that kind of leads us to one of the biggest pieces of news, I think. And um, it's a little bit farther down in our current events, but I'm going to talk about it right now because PayPal bought 70% of all newly minted Bitcoin last month. 
right? So they've recently started selling cryptocurrencies and, you know, well, to sell them and you got to have them and they didn't have a whole lot of them, but guess what? They're buying a whole bunch of it. And when PayPal said they were going to start buying crypto and start selling crypto, I remember Joel and I had a, had a conversation about that. Like, man, I think this could be the thing that maybe kicks it up. I mean, we could see some all-time highs now because we've seen Bitcoin be over $10,000 for over 100 days in a row, key indicator. And man, here we are. PayPal's buying 70% of all newly minted Bitcoin. That's crazy. And you, there's no way you can tell me that Amazon isn't now having serious discussions about when do we accept cryptocurrency? You know, if PayPal's putting it into tens of millions of wallets that mm -hmm. people can buy, and it's front and center, by the way, if you log into the PayPal app or go to PayPal on your desktop, boom, crypto, it's there. It's, there's a big banner to, to get you started with it. And then there's a button on there right next to send money and receive money. They aren't hiding it. Uh, now, the only thing about it that I don't like is that they're custodians of it. There's no way to transfer your Bitcoin or other cryptos in or out of PayPal. You can yes. and sell. Mm -hmm. But you know what? If that's what it takes to bring mainstream adoption, then uh, then do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and keep in mind, if your PayPal gets hacked, your crypto gets hacked, but that's just the way that it goes. So you, you're not able to, to take it out. But I do think if, you, if, you, if you're sitting there and you're an e-commerce business and, you know, you have money coming in and a lot of times it just sits there in your PayPal balance, like what a great time it would have been this past couple of weeks to plop your Bitcoin balance over into Bitcoin as Bitcoin takes off because your PayPal balance doesn't get interest. You don't earn any money on that. It just sits there. It does just sit there. So if you want Bitcoin, realize there's a limited supply and that's what, you know, the demand for it goes up more and more, you know, firms are uh, are, are holding Bitcoin. MicroStrategy's got a ton. Galaxy Digital Holdings, between the two of them, they have 14.42 Bitcoin in reserve. That's 4% of Bitcoin circulating supply in mm. those two um, institutional buyers. And so you can't just go, oh, well, I'm just going to go and, you know, and get some of my own easily. The price is going to go up because the demand is up. It only makes sense. And, you know, there's only uh, yesterday, which was the 24th, was the second highest daily price ever for Bitcoin. Uh, and there's only been one day ever that it had higher than that. And that was on the all time high day. What was that? December 17th of 2017, I believe. Hmm. Whatever it is, there's only been one day. And so that's the final resistance point, folks. If it breaks through that, I mean, there's some people talking about, I mean, we got some, we have some really interesting articles here in this, in this news uh, piece here, but they, they're saying that the top could be 160,000 on this thing. So based on what happened the last time Bitcoin went, you know, went to all time highs and you just see that chart, how it goes whoosh and then went up and then came down. Now, this one has been more of a steady sort of a climb. And here we are at the exact same point. If that thing takes another monstrous sort of cruise up like it's done before, we're looking at a hundred thousand dollar Bitcoin easily, if not, you know, double that potentially. That's crazy, but but it makes sense. It's what we've been talking about for years. Of course, this is bringing with it problems. 
Coinbase is having capacity issues. They have had between March and November nine different issues leading to various types of outages or connectivity problems. And I'll tell you, there's nothing more frustrating than if you're trying to buy at a certain price or sell at a certain price and you can't get into the exchange. Um, and then the you know the price moves one way or the other. That's really frustrating. You know, we we live in this digital era where you know it's no longer trading stocks on pieces of paper. You know, we are doing everything digitally. And if you can't move on that trade, oh man, I just lost money. Mm -hmm. Sell Mortimer, sell. <laughs> I get the trading places reference. Right there. <laughs> Very well, nice, nicely well, done. Classic film, if you haven't seen uh, the Eddie Murphy, Dan Aykroyd classic from, what, the 80s, Trading Places. Yeah, that was great. Oh, Jamie, you get to see, uh, what was it, Jamie Lee Curtis's boobs. She's a oh, look right. in that movie. Yeah, that's right. So here's a piece here on, on Cointelegraph that's talking about how Bitcoin is already outperforming the halving, uh, you know, from, from 2016 that sparked that 20,000, uh, you know, all-time high back in the day. So we're right between... The 2016 and 2012 positions data shows as the six-month performance sees 2.2 times gains. So six months ago, Bitcoin halved back in May. Right. Every other time when Bitcoin's halved, it's it's taken a while to kind of get its groove on. But here we are, six-month performance, 2.2x, and this last month has gone up 46% Bitcoin. But it's by itself in the last 30 days. This is on one of those tears that you don't see – all that often, and Bitcoin's up 120% since May. Well, if you look at Google Trends, this kind of shows you some of the data. Searches for Bitcoin rose to a yearly high as the price was hitting $19,400. And, you know, that that to me is such a great key indicator, right? In fact, the data from the TAI, which is the social analytics data platform that we've referenced on the show before, uh, Josh Frank, who's the founder there, said, the daily sentiment score looks at how positive or negative investors have been over the last 24 hours versus a 20-day rolling window. The metric has been positive since November 16th when Bitcoin was near 16K. And apparently they look for it to be positive um, over the next 24 hours for the score to stay over 50, which I guess is the positive range. Well, combine that with the Google data trends, and it shows that uh, we're seeing more searches for Bitcoin than I think any time this year. Mm. Makes sense. Everybody, you know, once the media starts talking about it, it comes back into the public awareness. And they're like, I thought, I thought that Bitcoin died a few years ago. Didn't it die? Marge, Marge. Didn't, didn't Billy buy some of that there Bitcoin and then we heard he lost it all? Ain't that dead, Mark? Oh, Homer, you're so silly. <laughs> uh, but, you know, so, but think about this. Like, in this past year, there's been all these really top sort of investment guys and hedge fund owners. I mean, there was the, the billionaire Paul Tudor Jones. He predicted, you know, uh, the, the stock market crash in 1987. He's been recommending crypto to his clients as a hedge against all this inflation. There's a lot of inflation going on. PayPal jumping in, buying up all the Bitcoin. You have the chief investment officer of BlackRock, which is the world's largest asset manager, saying that Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies are here to stay. Millennials happily embrace the cryptos. I mean, all these times we've been saying, hey, you know, this is good. Over these last three years, three and a half years we've been doing the show, 
pretty much every episode, we're like, oh, wow, look at this. This is another sign that mass adoption's coming. Oh, look, look at this institution. Oh, look at this bank doing this. Oh, look at these people over here creating their own, you know, uh, central bank digital currency. Oh, look at this. Look at that. Right? So there's, there's been all these indicators. And, and here we are. We're, we're on a run, folks. We are on a tear. It's, you love to see it. Also, in some advisory news, um, the with the Atlantis Exchange, a company that we, we advise and really excited about, there's a new coin market uh, cap article entitled uh, Lattice Exchange is Building a DeFi Revolution. And it really is. It was created to provide a sustainable environment for DeFi. DeFi is interesting. Some people don't understand it. There's a lot of challenges with that. But the Lattice Exchange is looking to, you know, to really shape the future of decentralized finance. It's built on the uh, their their platform over there, the Constellation Network, and they have the DAG token, but they also have the LTX token here with the Lattice Exchange, and you should check it out. Decentralized finance is something that's really big, and you can go to Lattice, L-A-T-T-I-C-E dot exchange, and you can join their community on Telegram as well. Go check it out. It's pretty interesting to see what's going on. This is another one of those you know, uh, platforms that I think is going to gain a lot of steam. Actually, the military is using uh, the they say the Constellation Network is military grade sort of blockchain. The U.S. Ar- U.S. Air Force is actually doing stuff with it. Pretty cool. Let us be. Let us be. Speaking us- cryptos of wisdom. If you want to check out the links to the stories in this episode, you could do that easily in our show notes. Simply go to badco.in forward slash 464. Yes, I said badco.in. Put it all together. It spells bad coin, but put a period before the I-N and it's a domain. Badco.in forward slash 464. And if you haven't figured it out yet, that will actually take you to any episode you want. So if you're looking for, if you want to play bad crypto roulette, and go, ah, I wonder what episode number 146 was. Badco.in forward slash 146. Go ahead, play the game when you're done listening to this. Just pick a random number under 464. See where you end up. It's kind of fun. I'm going to do one right now. I'm going to say badco.in forward slash one. Is that, is that how it was? Did it work like that? Or we were zero, zero, one? And I was. It was bad. Badco.in forward slash one takes you to the very first one. And if you start listening now and you just keep listening, it'll take you a little over a month to listen to all of our episodes. If you don't sleep. If you don't sleep. Yeah, it's true. And just don't, and to don't it. lose your mind. <laughs> You're like, oh, my God, I can't believe Bitcoin is only $2,000 right now. Oh, no, that's because that was 2017. You got to make sure you listening to the news. Well, you never know how our U.S. politics and any politics around the world are going to impact cryptocurrency and the price of Bitcoin. Right now, we have the office of the president-elect, Joe Biden, which has isn't actually an office, but apparently they've, they've created one. And one of the appointees he's looking at for his cabinet is an Obama error. Error. <laughs> it's another Obama error. That's, that's like not even a Freudian slip. She was the chair <laughs> of the Federal Reserve, Janet Yellen. I'm gonna leave, we're gonna leave that one in because that's just <laughs> yeah. that, was, that was a great Freudian slip right there. Yeah, quit yelling um, at me. Ugh. They're gonna nominate her. Uh, so she was chairman of the Fed in 2014 until 2018, but she has been critical. Of Bitcoin in October of 2018, she said Bitcoin is anything but useful 
And so uh, it would be really interesting to see what position the Fed would take uh, and the Treasury would take towards Bitcoin. Mm, that's really that, that's really interesting because I've always said that about Janet Yellen and she was anything but useful. But, you know, you know <laughs> it's all subjective. So moving on from Bitcoin, Mr. Travis Wright, the long-anticipated update to Ethereum, Mm. Ethereum 2.0, is officially taking place on December 1st. It is the Genesis Day, and I guess, is is it a fork? It's just just an agreed-upon update. It's not an actual fork. Mm. So I I don't know the answer to this, so I'm going to maybe ask a stupid question. do people who have Ethereum have to do anything? Do they need to go in and change their Ethereum over or what? No, no, no. It looks like this is the the first part of uh, bringing the code. This article here on Coindesk references a tweet by ETH 2.0 researcher Justin Drake. And what he said is, I would say we're comfortably halfway through the overall effort to make ETH 2 features complete. The research is largely done and the phase zero genesis is definitely a significant implementation milestone. It lays heavy duty foundations uh, such as signatures, networking, deposits, randomness, uh, proof of stake. Many of the upcoming hard forks will layer relatively thin infrastructure on top of these foundations. So the full merging is still ahead. And now that we're going deeper into this article, he's saying that the Ethereum 2.0 would be feature ready, not until mid 2023. Damn. So that's going to take a while to uh, to get to that point, to have it fully, fully baked. And so, yeah, but December 1st, put it on your calendars. Yeah, that's a slow, slow bake. If you're baking that, preheat the oven to 10 like. degrees. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be ready in several years but bitcoin i mean uh, ethereum ran up to 600 bucks it's, it's sitting at 585 dollars right now and that to me is great news man i remember it's all-time high was around 1500 bucks and then it was languishing for a long time and great to see those these these coins taken off it's exciting another political piece here that apparently um, a report from CNN says that Andrew Yang might be on the short list for a position in the cabinet as a commerce secretary. And mm. of course, Andrew Yang, uh, whatever else you might think of his politics and his plans, is definitely pro crypto. Of course, he never did come on the show to talk to us. He, he refused. And mm-hmm. I can't say I blame him, but it would have been nice to, to ask him about his positions on Bitcoin. Well, it would have helped him get at least four or five new voters. He should have spent his time wisely and came on the show. I don't know. What he the deal seems is. like a really nice guy, right? Mm-hmm. What, this, I wish everybody in politics was as kind, uh, but it's a vicious game, which, of course, is why he didn't have a chance because everybody else is vicious. Yeah, it's so crazy. You know, I mean, I'm just going to dip my toes into politics so much. It was so crazy, like leading up to the to whenever the Democrats were choosing a, a candidate, it was like, we're tired of old white men being being president all the time. We're the party of progressives. We need to, get, you know, and then like, who do they elect? They elect an old, the oldest white man ever to be president. Like, they don't listen to their own ranting. <laughs> Well, there were some really old dead people who voted this past election, but that was different. 
I don't know what episode it was when we had Rand Nooner from mm-hmm. CNBC on uh, Bad Crypto, but you can go to badcryptopodcast.com and just type Rand Nooner, N-E-U-N-E-R, on the show. He has announced that he is launching the first cryptocurrency-centric media outlet, Crypto Banter. Very nice. Actually, this was episode number 275. It was the episode and uh, badco.in275. You know how it works now. You can tune into that one. That was an interesting thing. But uh, he's launching his own crypto call-in station, which means you can call in and talk about it. And it's going to be available 24-7. So I guess people are going to be able to, to call in and, and talk about uh, what they think about the crypto. So I guess sort of like a verbal telegram, maybe. Uh, yeah, something like that. Maybe we should talk to Rand. And see, I mean, he, he certainly can't do 24-7 himself. Mm-hmm. They're going to they're need other, you know, hosts to come on. I think that would be a lot of fun. And you love doing that. Like you have your own setup to being able to do call-ins. Yeah. Hello, caller. I'm listening. <laughs> yeah, I'm calling from Kalamazoo. And my nephew gave me some Bitcoins and, and I can't see them. They're, they're invisible. How do I see them? Is another call? Is that, oh, actually, I got a joke here, so uh, and I, I guess I can answer that one. Um, I don't know what to tell you. Do we, do we have another caller? <laughs> I, I don't. Know. Hello, caller. Yes, yeah. I'm listening. Hello. Hello, caller. What's going on, caller? What What's happening? Oh, oh sorry, sorry. Wrong. Is this the spec line? Oh my god. <laughs> Click. Dial tone. Anyway, the uh, Crypto Banter Station is going to feature a blend of news, opinions, interviews, and live discussions with industry leaders. They aim to be the world's first crypto-based streaming platform 24-7, 365 days a year. I guess they'll take off one day on on leap year. Uh, But they've already begun this, I guess. How do we find this? I'm looking for Crypto Banter, and I don't know where it is. It's available on YouTube only, it looks like. So they say it's a mix between CNBC and the Joe Rogan experience and talk radio. So kind of one of those things. So it looks like that is where it is located at. Crypto banter is, oh, right, they already have 47,000 callers in the show. So what is it? It's, it's, a, it's a stream that's going on 24 hours. Oh, it looks like it goes into about two-hour streams per day, it looks like, or per chunk. Fantastic. Well, good to see. You love to see it. Yes, you do. Congratulations, Ran. Um, I have a feeling that there are going to be millions of people looking for crypto-oriented content. Probably so. So, Lord, Mr. Joel Kam, did yes. you guess, did, you know Nigeria? You know, it's one of the one of the largest economies there in Africa. And oh, oh yeah, yeah. I've got a great relationship with uh, with the prince over there. Oh yeah, is he is he got some money for you? He does. Apparently, uh, somehow he needs to get $45 million over here to the U.S. And if in if I can help um, to make that happen, facilitate the transaction, I'm going to get like half of it. So, <laughs> so like, that's a deal. So helpful. I love those 419s. Those are just such a really good thing. Well, they're actually establishing a framework for, for crypto adoption. And so it'll be really handy in the future instead of trying, you know, when they call you up or send you that email to get your 
bank routing information, you can just say, hey, here's my Bitcoin address. And uh, so they're really working on becoming a bastion for for crypto economy there in in Nigeria. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, Nigeria gets a bad rap um, mm-hmm. you know, because scammers hail from there. There's also good people that are trying to build up that economy so they have fewer scammers. And one way to do that is through cryptocurrency. It's about banking mm-hmm. the un banked and bringing freedom and liberty and empowering the peoples and so we're we're with you people of nigeria everybody but the scammers we're not mm. with you at all you, you need to you need to stop scamming people because it's not good power to the people you ever see those videos on youtube it's like a guilty pleasure for me where this guy lets you know he gets on the line with scammers and they think they're scamming him and he ends up logging into their pcs and deleting all their files you ever see that Mm, no i haven't that sounds awesome though very entertaining very entertaining and you know he'll stay on the line with them while he's got whatever the rootkit software is that allows him to see their computer and they're logged in you know they're telling him oh you send twenty five thousand dollars over to here my name is teddy i'm here to help you with your microsoft tech support and that's what they sound like i'm not being racist Mm -hmm. it's you know indian and and uh, sounding at least anyway very entertaining stuff also very entertaining our friends at animoco uh, have their F1 Delta time and their, their new content is coming out. And uh, you with your Rev token, they've got a pre-sale event for 50% off of uh, this product. So basically the Rev token was launched. They've got a staking feature. They've got something like 2 million Rev. It's REVV have been earned. And in the F1 Delta time game, they kicked off their elite time trial. So this is a, a mix of racing action, winning announcements and excitement and everybody's waiting for the grand prix to go live this is one of the most popular games that is on the ethereum blockchain f1 delta time.com and you could also follow them on twitter you can get a discount on the uh the new assets that are coming uh, if you like racing and you like nfts this is cool stuff and and we're really thrilled to be working with uh, animoca brands because mm. they are definitely leaders in the space yeah, now not only that, I mean, F1, I mean, for those who don't know, it's Formula One racing. These cars are amazing. And they actually, you, they have some of the content within the packs. You get like little pieces of the cars. You can actually build your car. And some of these cars, like we were talking to them, some of these cars are sold for tens of thousands of dollars. These are digital collectibles that we're selling for a ridiculous amount of money. The 2019 version sold just a a ridiculous amount of them and they're really cool and this this racing component is is kicking in and uh that grand prix is going to be fun they're gonna have a lot of fun with that so check it out f1 delta time.com or you can follow f1 delta time on the twitters or check out their discord channel do something f1 delta time.com do something Mm-mm, mm-mm. Hey, wait a second. There's actually a 50% discount event. So make sure you check out our, our show notes and we'll, we'll give you the link to that. You know, as we talk about altcoins, Sir Lord Travis Wright, one of the biggest winners for the week besides Stellar um, XLM was Ripple XRP. And I mean, this thing shot up, you know, right now it's sitting around 66 cents at the time of the broadcast. I think it hit 70 and apparently some news came out about Bank of America being involved as a member in this uh, mm. 
um, consortium, the payment network, RippleNet. But apparently it's actually old news from March of 2019. So nobody really knows exactly why, other than those that are true Ripple believers are like, this is going to be the payment settlement system for banks. And really what's happening is all this money's pouring into Bitcoin and, you know, the Bitcoin's just not going to leave all these coins in dust. What's happened every every other time is Bitcoin shoots off and then the altcoins kind of hang out and then they start rising up. So if I'm looking at, you know, go back to CoinGecko just here for a second and we're looking at, you know, $580 billion in market cap, Bitcoin's dominance is 60.7%. Last week it was 65%. So uh, Bitcoin's dominance has actually gone down. Ethereum's has gone up a percentage. It went up to 11.5%. So that is what's interesting about this is that, you know, what I expect to see is Bitcoin price continue to rise over time, but that Bitcoin dominance will decrease over time as more of these alts sort of people pour money into some of these alts and, and take some gains. And Sir Lord, as long as we're referencing each other as lords, do you know that Her Majesty has apparently... Uh, expressed an interest in the blockchain. Mm, Her Majesty is a pretty nice girl, and she has a little bit to say about blockchain. And uh, so she's interested. There's a, there's, they put a report out uh, recently uh, by the British Blockchain Association, which is the world's most influential voice on blockchain, according to them. And uh, they have advanced adoption research on, on these distributed ledger technologies. And... Uh, they, uh, they talked about gender change information, blockchain, GDPR, blah, 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 blah. And uh, the queen, her majesty, was interested to learn that the publication was first um, was available on, uh, on both print and online. She read it, I guess, and was excited about it. She's 94 years old, wants to learn about the bitcoins and the blockchains. Good for her. She's, I don't know how recent this photo is here in this article from millennialcrypto.com, but her majesty is looking pretty good, too. For 94 and hell her mom lived to be like 110 or something yeah. crazy so like she's just gonna take a long time uh she'll be around for a while hey you know what one of the things you like to talk about uh sir lord mr jocom is uh doing good stuff yes sir and so bad crypto we're really excited to do to help support this thing called bike to the future it's a fundraiser in conjunction with the divi project you guys know divi we've talked about them for a long time they've been killing it and uh, they, their community has an effort to raise funds using Divi tokens to buy bicycles uh, for deserving children in South Africa. And they've, they've recently had an update. They had 30 bikes have been purchased and delivered 30, 30 um, to kids so far, 30 of them. Well, right now, they're up to 77 bikes. And the goal is 100 bikes. And so... I think we should buy five bikes, five more bikes. Should we do it? Take it to 82? Let's do it. Let's buy some bikes. Buying some bikes. You guys help out. What's the URL for everybody to, to check it out? Ah, so you can actually do this. Go to the Bad Crypto uh, Podcast homepage. There's a link to the fundraiser, badcryptopodcast.com. You can see the charts. You can see what's up. And um, this is a pretty cool deal. Kids are excited about that. You know what better way to travel around and get some exercise? Riding a bike. Fantastic. That is doing good stuff. Well, thanks everybody for listening. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Bad Crypto Podcast. We uh, ask you to please subscribeify, shareify, reviewify, and whatever else you want to doify. Mm. 
You know what I want to do? I want to ride my bicycle. I want to ride my bike. All right, we'll catch you on the next episode. Until then, bye, 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 and stay back. Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of bitcoins and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor. We are not financial advisors. <laughs> Do not buy just because we sang the song that said bye, bye, bye. Because the last time we sang bye, 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 the price went up to the all-time highs, but just ignore that. But Do you your own a, research. You'd be a fool if you listen to us as financial advisors. Don't be a fool. Stay back. <laughs> <laughs>